You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors' sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. First time in a long time, but back like I never left. Taking these days as it comes, you know me, I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything, BBE on the TV set. When I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, PostWrestling.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play. Just search Up Next wherever you find your podcast, but you already did that. Or maybe you joined us live. Live on youtube.com forward slash up next. Hello. Hello. YouTube chat. Yeah. We, How are we doing? We are your NXT friends. 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 And every Wednesday night we watch NXT. We go live after NXT airs for our like live post show. But we also record the podcast and that's probably what you're listening to now. But it was NXT TakeOver 31 tonight. We decided, why not do a watch-along for it? We've been doing so many watch-alongs uh, when our power isn't out, right? Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. This was a successful one, <laughs> for the most part. Oh. So we do watch-alongs for these these wrestling events, especially in this weird pandemic era of, I don't know, life. Uh, we've been doing it, and it's been super fun. And like we say, we are your NXT friends. And what a, what a great time we had doing a watch-along through TakeOver 31. But uh, now we get to, to kind of talk all about it. Um, I know... Right off the bat, the chat was fire. The chat was fire. A lot of people going into this NXT TakeOver 31. I saw the Twitter. I I love wrestling Twitter because it is fucking insane. Mm. But uh, a lot of people were like, eh, don't really care about this TakeOver. And I scratched my head a little bit. What do you What do you think about that? Were you excited? Yeah, I, I was yeah, really I, I did have a friend say that um, the card seems underwhelming. Part of the argument was... Um, I don't know some of these people who like they didn't know who Santos Escobar and Isaiah Swerve Scott was. So they was. don't watch NXT. But the other argument they had was, and what's with these lifers like Johnny Gargano? It's like which way do you want it? Oh my god! Um, I think this was. I think a lot of people were calling, kind of going, "This might be a sleeper hit." Don't don't sleep on this one. Definitely. Because 
the main event of Kyle and Finn. I think uh, wrestling fans who have been following these guys for a while were very excited for. Both these guys. And um, EO and Candice as well was one that we saw in, t- in Toronto and we were very excited to see again because we thought they were great first time round. Yeah, I was super excited. I know we did Up Next last Wednesday and I, I think I said that I'm kind of excited for this takeover more than I've been excited. Maybe the most excited in this, you know, COVID era of wrestling. Because the last few takeovers, I know you were kind of down on the... There's There's yeah. been ups and downs to these takeovers. But I, I felt going into this, this we, we were thrown the weird curve of an injured new champion of Karrion Cross, And they had to go somewhere with this. They put the strap on Balor and... Now we're, we're in this weird Kyle O'Reilly, a guy who's been in the tag team to most people who watch this show. But we know we want to see Kyle in this main event slot and they put him into this. And basically that became the hype of the show is everyone wanted to see this dream match. Really? Yeah. It was a dream match. They didn't beat you over the head with to, For to sure. tell you that For it sure. was absolutely. But yeah. Wow. Takeover 31. Uh, I say we kind of just kind of get Let's right into it. Dive right into it because it, yeah? it did not take place from Full Sail University. But instead, the Capital Wrestling Center. What is the Capital Wrestling Center? The CWC. The CWC. <laughs> the new CWC. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a mix. It's at the PC. It's a mix of your kind of Thunderdome LED screens with kind of the uh, the an extras we've had at ringside. Yes. So, but the plexiglass was now covered with a fence, like a, a metal fencing. Like, almost like, like a... West Side Story. <laughs> you know? Like, like, yeah, like the, what was the fight pit? Yeah. It's kind of like the whole place is the fight pit. So, it's a cool visual because you've got, obviously, the live crowd mixed with the LEDs. I think it actually kind of looks kind of cooler than the Thunderdome. Yeah, you, you're right. It mixes what we were kind of... It's weird. WWE got the Thunderdome. When you watch NBA and NHL, you see all the cool effects. So WWE quickly jumped on that and made it look like mm. that. And then NXT was kind of just left with people just chilling there. Shotzi, yeah. Shotzi Blackheart yes. is essentially was the crowd. But now it's Shotzi Blackheart and like the fake crowd, the fake noises, it, it kind of makes it feel a lot better. Maybe that's another addition. something I found really interesting watching this <clears throat> is... To go back this year and see how wrestling's evolved, just production-wise. To think we had those original, like, empty arenas, which were going, that's horrible. And people were talking about, what if we pipe in noise? And you're like, oh, that would be really weird. And they started to pipe in noise, and it was kind of weird. And now it's like, I welcome it all. I just... Fake people, like cardboard cutouts, real people, yeah. socially distanced. As long as we're watching. Fake noise pumped in. It it does help these matches so much, I think. Yeah, you know what? It, it does. Uh, I've been watching some of the, the NBA stuff. I work at an ABC affiliate. We They air the finals, and I've been watching the games, and I'm like, wow, I'm getting so into this, and it's fake noise. It's crazy, yeah. but I'm, I am I was watching. Uh, yeah, it definitely is something to add. And the name, obviously, the Capital Wrestling Center, uh, they put out this whole video in the intro of the tonight's pay-per-view showing you this, this, like, new arena. It's obviously, it looks just kind of like Full Sail, but they now added all this. It's bigger, obviously, some sort of arena venue they've purchased or rented out to do oh, this. Oh, this is the PC. This is where Raw and SmackDown was before it, the Thunderdome. It looks great. They just renovated it. So the Capitol Wrestling Center, which is like a throwback to the, what, the Capitol Wrestling Corporation with the McMahons and everything like that. Right. So it's kind of a callback and, and yeah, uh, looks, looks great. And we kind of, we kind of were mentioning the past few weeks, like, oh, it's kind of weird. We, it's like NXT is this indie show 
compared to the other because you watch if you watch your AEW, you see there's there's an actual crowd. There's yeah. the noises in the WWE. There's the noises in AEW. So NXT was just kind of they added the noises the past few weeks, but I felt tonight it just looked. Look, the production was it, on it point. Right. Like, it shout out, right. you know, yeah. you know, say what you will about your, your WWE wrestling. It's overproduced and stuff. The production here looked great from the get go. Yeah, we it, were, it looked top notch. We were super excited to watch this CWC, the Capital Wrestling Center, but it's TakeOver 31. And it starts out with a match that was just thrown together on Twitter, but then they ran with it. And that's, you can't have a TakeOver without Johnny TakeOver versus the NXT North American champion putting his title on the line, Damian Priest versus Johnny Gargano, opening the show. Wade Barrett's on commentary. Vic Joseph's on commentary. Beth Phoenix <laughs> is on commentary. And no, that was not Sasha Banks. Are you sure? <laughs> no, I'm not Are sure. Are you sure? I'm really not. I'm really not sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, yeah, we'll continue that story later in the show because this is a recurring thing. Okay. Uh, especially in the watch long. Is that Sasha Banks? <laughs> yeah. The, the chat was very con- confused and thought that Sasha... So Beth was not there, but there was a fill-in. We're not sure what this, <laughs> this person's position was, but they were sitting next to Vic Joseph at the commentary booth, but it wasn't Beth Phoenix. So it led to many assumptions and many people very confused. Let us. We we figured it, we'll get there. We'll get there. But let's go into the match. It was Sasha Banks. <laughs> it was not <laughs> Sasha Banks. It was not. We start off Damian Priest, Johnny Gargano, and you know he is Johnny Takeover. And what would a Takeover be without Johnny having some 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 lit gear, some nerdy gear, right? Uh, and it took us. It, it, we scratched our heads, being like, okay, well, is he trying to dress? What is he trying to? What, what is what is he trying to be? And it turns out he's trying to be a, a Star Wars rebel if you will. So it's got the orange, the white, and the the blue, blue colors. Yeah, looking pretty cool. Damien Priest, he's rocking the Prince gear, meaning purple. Yeah. Purple rain. Someone in the it. chat room described him as Ivan Ooze. From Mighty Morphin yeah. Power Rangers. Yeah, totally. Teenagers. So Priest and Garcano, um, and Priest is, is beating him up here on the attack. Definitely the size advantage on both of these, from between these two. Um but while Priest has the advantage early on, Gargano sweeps him off the apron, thus knocking him down here, gets him in the ring, has some sort of offense, but runs into a just a classic flatliner. I mentioned in the watch along. I don't like when people are doing all these flippy hot take Baron Corbin's end of days. Overrated move. You're you're giving yourself a rock bottom. But just doing a flatliner, just doing a complete shot. Damon Priest does it right. That's what I'm saying. Uh, he hits the broken arrow, which is like the sit-out, uh, the falcon arrow type uh-huh. move, but looks great. Johnny kicks out of that. Johnny comes back with the roll-through and the kick, but Priest scouts it, hits him with this full Nelson face buster. There's a sunset flip from Johnny. There's forearms from Priest. There's the razor's edge on the apron, gets Johnny back in the ring, but somehow Johnny gets to his feet, hits a slice bread number two, and then what I call the the... The Johnny Blade, or it's like the the Will Ospreay final. The Hidden Blade? Hidden Blade, so it'd be more like the Dark Saber from Star Wars. It'd be the Dark Blade. That's what I think Johnny was definitely inspired from that move. It looked like he was doing that move. Um, Johnny then hits like a Quesadora into this roll-up, and you, it was a really 2.9 pin here. I think mm. a lot of people thought this could have been it. Uh, but Johnny then gets hit with a sit-out choke slam for a two-count. There's then a spot where it looks as if Priest is going to hit a springboard tope to the outside. 
and Johnny just happens to pull ring crew or security guards into his place, thus Priest doing a tope onto both of these guys. You know, if these security guards were in the car park as much as they are just ringside, maybe they wouldn't be hurt Yeah, here. maybe... maybe like, what were they doing there? Why was there security there? Why was there security? There's no fans. No. All the people in here are employees. But Johnny saw an opening and thought there's two dudes I, in black yeah. t-shirts going to pull them in here, thus getting the spot. While the referee is like, hey, what's going on with these two guys on ringside? Johnny decides to low blow Damian Priest. They get back into the ring. Johnny hits a super kick. The ref slides back in, but Priest kicks out at two. Gargano then locks in the Gargano escape. But also, like, it's like a Gargano escape with the STF. Yeah, he's with, got the leg wrap. Yeah, it looks great. Well. Um, but Priest eventually gets out, of, gets out of it. They're teasing back and forth that they're going to do this spot onto these, like, ring steps. Yeah, which um, we were trying to work out. It was against Bala yeah. um, when he Damien Priest did this, like, back bump on the ring steps. So they kind of set up for that to happen again. Yeah, but then they don't go to it. Um, but then back in the ring, it's eventually Johnny who's tangled into the ropes. Thus, Priest holds him upside down, rope-hung, rope-assisted reckoning, crossroads, and Damien Priest... Pins Johnny Takeover at Takeover. Damian Priest retains the North American Championship. What do you think of this opener for the title? Um, I thought it was a really good match. Um, both these guys have such like uh, just exciting moves, and it's patterned. We see them do the same stuff a lot, but it doesn't mean it's still not like exciting to watch each time they do it. Um, my problem, there was just barely any build into this. It didn't feel like a hot feud at all. And it did just feel like two good wrestlers having a good wrestling match. Um, which I get on NXT TV sometimes. But it was also kicking off the show. It, it was fine. Like, it wasn't a bad match. It was just there. Yeah, I, I, I kind of felt the same way. When they announced this match randomly on online... I wasn't mad at it. I think if you want to get a guy like Priest over, which they've been doing a pretty good job, I think a lot of people are are more into Priest than they have been in the past. But definitely you book him in a match against Johnny, and I feel like it'll help him get over. And I feel like it did what its job. I think I had higher hopes for it. I didn't like the, the pulling of the random security ring crew people. Um, but I still didn't hate this match. I thought it was a lot of fun. I, I know I'm in the minority of loving the heel Johnny Gargano character. I really, I just love Gargano in anything, but obviously, um, I kind of look at this as, oh, he lost a priest. His wife is in a match against Io, who's like the dominant champion. Mm. You instantly go, okay, well, both of you ain't winning because your gimmick is the power couple. There's a draft in the WWE. I'm wondering if Johnny Takeover becomes Johnny SmackDown. Or Johnny Raw, or you know, I just yeah, I'm I'm, I'm, I, I'm wondering what's happening here. It really does feel like their time has come to an end. Which I in don't, NXT. Yeah, unfortunately, just where I, can you go from here? Yeah, which I'm not saying he should have beat Priest, but I think it would have been a hell of a lot more interesting if he did. Well, <laughs> as we're talking about NXT, is such this weird place that you don't talk about this in storylines in Raw or SmackDown. But in NXT, there's always the thought of moving onwards somewhere else after. So we've seen feuds wrap up kind of really quickly or mid-feuds people have moved up. And I think here we look at Johnny Gargano. He's done everything. He's triple crown champion. He's uh, had his like baby face run at the top. Um, and 
you go, okay, what else is there to do? Well, actually do like a power couple thing with your wife, both as champions. That's a fun story you can run with for a few months and then maybe move up. But if you don't pull the trigger on that tonight, I feel like maybe we're just seeing you go. So we're just still going to have dinner at your house? No, I think they're going to move on. Yeah, like I'm... I'm thinking that might be the time now, which because is really unfortunate. Because what else is there for them to do? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's unfortunate because realistically, we were all fantasy booking Kyle O'Reilly winning the NXT title tonight mm. is what we were fantasy booking in all of our heads. We doesn't matter who we were all going, but what if he does win? Look at the possibilities of contenders. There would be a money takeover match right there as Gargano Kyle one on one. But yeah, uh, I thought for sure Priest is someone Vince McMahon saw and goes, Oh, why isn't he on my show? And I'm going to call him Dame. Yeah, I mean, oh, he totally fit into that. The priest. His name is Priest. He's a priest. Yeah. That's what he is. Uh, I, I didn't dislike this match, but it, I definitely thought for a takeover, this felt like TV kind of yeah. quality match. But I still I still enjoyed it. Uh, we go to our next match, which is the match a lot of people are uh, iffy on NXT and some of the stuff and some of the people that are in it and... Uh, we're still going to watch this match and talk about this match because it's Marty McFly versus Doc Brown. Yeah, I think great Scott. Like like Johnny Gargano, Velveteen Dream has always been this character. Okay, what is he going to dress as? What's he's going to what is he going to reference? And yeah, he decided to spray his hair white and uh yeah, be Doc Brown. So Kushida Versus Velveteen Dream is this match. So the the storyline, I know some people don't watch NXT week by week, but we'll fill you in here. Uh, the storyline is Velveteen Dream came back and then he turned heel. And then Kushida, who is like a vigilante of, so- of sorts, attacked him because he got attacked from Velveteen Dream. So then Kushida just has this new vicious side. He unleashed it on Velveteen Dream, thus creating this match. But Kushida is, like, what, always dressed as Marty McFly, always wears the vest, has the whole Back to the Future gimmick, the tights, the stuff. And then Dream comes out as Doc. So he's got the the, the hair blown up, like you said, the the whole radio, the radioactive gloves. White pants. Yeah. Uh, shouldn't he be Biff? <laughs> <laughs> if we're ta- if we're gonna get technical, uh, no. Uh, look, um, it. I'm a Back to the Future fan. We just we have a Patreon. We just did Back to the Future just a while ago, and Back to the Future is like the big pop culture thing, and it's it's cool to see. But I'll, I'll say what I'm. I'll say what everyone's thinking. It was it was cool, but it's dream, so it's not cool. I'm. I think everyone's going into this match. Well, most people. I am going into this match feeling iffy about it, and then it's just. This is happening. It's the fun's gone. Like a year ago, I'd have seen him come out like this and be like, "Oh, that's so funny." I can't feel like that anymore. So it's it's whatever. It's kind of weird, really, just watching it. So I I I just I just imagined it was Marty versus Doc in a okay. WWE creative, like you know when you download random yeah, yeah. characters. So you yeah, did- got Kawhi Leonard in our game. <laughs> <laughs> he's not the BDE champion, right? He's not. No, he's no. challenged. Yeah, he's challenged. <laughs> he's not one. He's not Cal Lowry. That's why. Uh, so 
Marty McFly versus Doc Brown. Halloween comes early. Both guys. Kushida's in street fight gear, so he's dressed as so Marty. Kushida jump, jumps dream during Oh, episodes. yeah. Kushida starts going at 88 and miles per hour. And he's got full Marty McFly gear on. Yeah. Oh, he's ready. Uh, we had Brandon from New Jersey in the watch-along chat room, and he uh, he fact-checked the shoes. Okay. Kushida was not actually wearing the legit shoes, because he's trying to wear shoes that look like the shoes Marty wears in Back to the Future 2. Yeah. Uh, but they weren't exactly those. Because he's wearing ring gear. Yeah. So, you know, he tried. But, yeah, but those those shoes are, are nice. Uh, so Kushida attacks him right out the gate here and beating him down. He's like the Libyans. Uh, Kushida is just like, he goes to grab a chair and the ref is like, whoa, Kushida, calm down. Wrestle the match. And Kushida's like, all right, you're right. Then just decides to hit a series of arm breakers and targets the the arm of Velveteen Dream. But Dream comes back with a boot to the face and a European uppercut. And then a move that uh, people were really pissed off at is the Bronco Buster. Um, yeah. Kushida g- gets out of that, eventually goes for his handspring, but gets caught into a sleeper. Uh, but then eventually gets out of that and does his handspring dropkick right into the mush, right into the face of Velveteen Dream here. Um, nobody calls him chicken. So he beats him down. Um, but then Kushida at some point just starts hitting his flying arm bars and all the arm stuff. We all thought for sure this match was going to go no more than five minutes, but it kind of kept going and kept going. Uh, Dream eventually power bombs Kushida for a two count. There's then a Doc Valley driver, then the purple Rainmaker elbow drop, but uh, it's not enough to keep Kushida down. There's then this like crazy, what, like rope, top rope, hoverboard lock, flying arm bar from Kushida off the top, top rope, and... Dream is in agony, almost going to tap, and eventually gets out of it. Hits another D- Dream Valley driver, but Kushida, with, without, like, he doesn't even sell it, just can, keeps on him from the DVD into the hoverboard and locks it in, and Dream has nowhere to go. And Great Scott, this is heavy. Dream Doc Brown taps out to the hoverboard lock. Uh, Dream can't do 90. Um yeah, again, it's Velveteen Dream, and I don't want to cross lines, and I don't want to not talk about it, but that was a fun, fun match, but more so the finish was fantastic. Um, yeah, I I actually really enjoyed this match because I felt uneasy about it, and then I they kind of pulled me into it. I thought Kushida's just violent style throughout the whole thing was excellent and just... Uh, constantly attacking that arm. Um, and then Velveteen Dream, it's just weird. It's weird because I don't know what I'm booing right now. Because he's playing a heel and he's he's healing it up. But I also feel uncomfortable for other reasons. So yeah. I find it, that's when I'm going in and out when you're then playing the heel and I'm like, ugh. Uh, but I actually got really sucked into this match and thought the finish was excellent and love this new Kushida character and think he should be like moving way on from this and up the card now. Yeah, let's uh, let's just because this go is with just that. such an awesome uh, style, like just completely like a baby face, just but just attacking this guy. Um, I thought it was excellent. I I really quite enjoyed this match and thought Kushida was great. Let's talk about the highlights of this. It was Kushida. I, I said there was this crazy spot off the top where he, he like, it's like a Spanish fly, but 
the arm bar, flying arm bar. He's done it a million times, and it's just a crazy spot. But then to counter his move, the the Death Valley driver, he gets hit with it, but then still locks in the move. That that spot was really cool. Uh, I'd say that yeah, Kushida definitely. This is Kushida's first takeover match, which is crazy, stupid. Yeah. Isn't that insane? We had Kyle O'Reilly in the main event for the title, and then Kushida in his first one. And it's like yeah, after watching this this new vicious side of. Kushida is great. After the match, Kushida attacks Velveteen yeah. Dream and then puts him in other arm breakers and, and arm bars. Uh, thus, what we could all assume in the YouTube room, we were all assuming that this is a way to write off Velveteen Dream in some capacity. Does he get called up to the main roster? Is he just taken off TV for a little while? Uh, but he's definitely but selling. It, it looked like he like, yeah. injured the guy. It looked like know? he has been injured. Like, kayfabe-wise, Velveteen Dream is 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 injured. So... Uh, he should make like a tree and get out of here. Right? That's how it goes. So, yeah, Kushida being this, this guy is fantastic. This character development of Kushida, he's just been chilling with no takeover match. And then now he's, he's Merkin Man's and then it's working out. I love this vicious and I can't wait to see. I want him in the title picture, to be honest. We then go to. <laughs> Biggest pop of the night. Oh, biggest most, pop most of the night. Definitely. Okay, are you ready? Oh, oh, oh! We see Shotzi Blackheart appear. She jumps out on screen when you see this haunted house, but she kind of scares you. And she says, <laughs> she's like, trick or treat, motherfuckers, essentially. <laughs> Shotzi Blackheart announces on October 28th, which is a Wednesday night, NXT presents Halloween Havoc. Oh, oh, oh! Yeah, this. This got a huge reaction in the Ooh. YouTube room. They like really genuinely Finally. popped for this. I also loved in this video that they're saying, okay, they're announcing like a special event or something. They're doing it all Halloweeny, and you're like, they're not going to do it. They're, they're not, not doing do it. it. And you see in the clouds like the kind of outline of it like fading yeah. in, and you go, oh, the slow reveal was great. Yeah, um, you had to be there. Yeah, this is a <laughs> this is a gimmick that um, I think people are very nostalgic for and we've done um we've had bash at the beach on uh AEW. yeah you know cody's and pissed had, you know cody's pissed oh, they got sure. it yeah we're yeah. having like the great american bash on nxt and all those in your house coming back they're doing a lot of retro stuff and nxt seems to be the place for that yeah um and yeah it's, it's hosted by shotzi Hosted by Shotzi. Okay, so October 28th, Wednesday. So like I, I mentioned earlier, every Wednesday we record the podcast version of Up Next and it's out, you know, late Wednesday, early Thursday. But we do record while we go live on our YouTube. So Halloween Havoc mm. is a Wednesday night. Yeah. Therefore, it's a special. Therefore, they're treating it as if it's their Halloween because it's Halloween Havoc. So it's only right that we do our own Halloween Havoc. We, we've got to do our own Halloween Havoc. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't believe in this Halloween is cancelled due to COVID. <laughs> COVID? We can still be what? spooky. Yeah. Can't we? So, uh, join us for a special spooktacular edition of not only a post-show <laughs> on that Halloween Havoc night, but also join us for a spooktacular <coughs> Halloween Havoc Watch along. Yes, we want to do a watch along. We're going to dress up in costume. We we were brainstorming ideas. I'm going to be Io Shirai. Yes, you did say that. I'm not sure if you will actually be <laughs> Io Shirai on the 20th. The genius of the sky. But we we want to get some kind of Zoom thing going as well. So you guys should dress up as well. Yes. And join us 
for Halloween Havoc, 28th of October. Yes, Halloween Havoc NXT from 8 to 10. We're going to be doing a watch along and then we'll stay on and we'll continue with our uh, normal up next. But costumes required if you want access to the Zoom. Yeah, if you come in without a costume, I'm taking you out of the Zoom. You're this out is the what we're going to do. You can join us for the watch along on the YouTube. YouTube.com slash up next like we go every Wednesday night. You can join us on there. But if you want to join in on the second camera, which is the Zoom part of the Halloween Havoc watch along you have to be wearing a costume on camera to get access at up next podcast on twitter up next podcast on facebook and the up next podcast group on facebook get in the conversations you have a few weeks now to get your costumes ready it's going to be lit and hosted by shotzi blackheart on uh, nxt it's perfect it, it it will be perfect i can't i gotta get my eo shirai costume uh, ready okay we'll, we'll get cameron involved somehow it's gonna be great from Cameron and Naomi? Yeah. Wait, you should be Cameron. Should I be Cameron? No, you be Kyrie. I'll be Kyrie. I'll be Yeo. You be Kyrie. I have the mask. I think we might get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> we'll brainstorm. Who should we be for Halloween? You be. We had some people in the watch along thinking that you should be Drake Maverick and I'll Damian be. Damien Priest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should be Zack Sabre Jr. <laughs> we'll work on the costumes, but. Uh, for all the information, follow uh, follow along with our weekly shows. We'll let you know what's going on. But Halloween Havoc seems nuts. I can't wait. They got. They're gonna have to have a great set. They're gonna have to have ghosts and pumpkins and ghouls. Ghouls. Yeah. They have the giant ghost thing, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Someone's dressing up as. Yeah, they've got the old Bailey buddies. Just make them like ghosts. <laughs> yeah. Well, they have wrestle buddies. Bailey buddies? Like the Bailey ones? The Bailey inflatable. Oh, right. Men. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Make them like Al Harrington's wacky waving inflatable. Exactly. Flame flute, man, yeah. Uh, I can't wait. Halloween Havoc, the name alone, makes me so... I, I don't... This is a must-see wrestling event for me. Hands... Like, it's great. October 28th, Wednesday night. Can't wait. So, we go to... That was the... That's it. We can finish the show. That was the biggest yeah, part. Yeah, I think we spent more time on <laughs> that than we did the... <laughs> opening uh, two matches. Opening two matches. <laughs> We're excited. <laughs> but let's go to... Look, we talked about Kushida making his TakeOver debut. You know who else made their TakeOver debut tonight? The Cruiserweight Championship. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? I think this is the first Cruiserweight Championship match on a TakeOver. No pre-show Mm-mm. on the main card. Santos Escobar versus Isaiah Swerve Scott. Santos, the champion defending, who comes out in a great hat. What do you think of Santos's hat? Oh, Santos always looks very, very cool. Yeah, it looks. He had, he had champion's entrance here with yeah. his with his boys. Yeah, who, who leave? It's like undisputed era when they when Adam Cole was champ. He's like, I have my boys, but you know what, guys, go to the back. Yeah, daddy's working. I got this. Yeah, yeah. I don't need your help, but then of course, the, then they'll he, run out. He always needs their help. So, Swerve Santos. Uh, the story here is Swerve has pinned this guy a whole whack a bunch. He's like, a whole bunch. He's yeah. like, dude, I pin you every week, and I'm I'm not the champion. So, like, what's good? So, finally, they get their opportunity to go one on one here tonight. Uh, they do some lucha stuff, as the watch along people were saying early on, but. Swerve eventually gets Santos to the outside early on and hits a moonsault to the outside and then right away pretty much goes for a corkscrew kind of hero again to the outside. They go back inside. They're going back and forth. There's Santos who hits a super Frankensteiner off the top. There's, I swear there's a spot where Swerve grabs Santos nose or something. He's like, I got your nose or in some weird way, which gets him the advantage. 
Uh, Swerve uh, kicks Santos at one point off the apron, rolls him back in, and I mentioned uh, people doing fancy flatliners. Well, he does one. He does a roll through. It hurts more. When hurts you, more when you fancy. When you, when you roll through first, it it hurts when you hit the flatliner. It makes Momentum. It mo- yeah, it makes it more yeah. better. But it wasn't enough. He somehow gets Santos stuck into the ropes, uh, gets his legs trapped into the corner of the ropes, and then hits a spike DDT for a two count. There's then Swerve who's setting up Santos on the ropes, but almost like he's going to Frankenstein or like Huracan Rana him off the ropes to the outside. But this is when Legato del Fantasma, it's Mendoza and Wild who show up to to catch him. And they do. I, I at first was like, oh, like it looks like he's fine. And you, you're like, yeah, cause they caught him. And then he stands up and he's like, huh. It was quite, it was, he's like, I'm all right. It My was very rare him. to see. Yeah. Wasn't you've it? Never because seen realistically, that. it's like, yeah, oh, we got you. You're all right. Yeah. It you're was okay. weird. He's like, yeah, I'm good. He's <laughs> like, oh, I am fine. And then he like walks it off because <laughs> they just caught him from this move. Uh, just great. But this is when, so now the referee's like, hey, what are you two doing? The un- unlikely appearance here of, I'm going to mess this guy's name up. Ashanti Adiadonis? I think it's Ashante Adonis. Adonis. Yeah. Like the story like of Adonis. Adonis. Yeah. Like Adonis. Right. Like Drake's kid. So it's Ashanti who comes in and he basically makes the save here for Swerve. He's like fighting off the two goons of Santos. Uh, so when we get back into the ring, all this distraction, there's a super kick from Santos that's just crushing Swerve here. And then the Phantom Driver, which is the Samoan driver, but Santos only gets a two count. Swerve kicks out. It's Swerve's house. Um, there's then Santos, who's pretty pissed off that the dude kicked out of his finish, beats down on Swerve, goes up top for what looks like a frog splash after hitting the three amigos. No one does it like Eddie is what Beth Phoenix on the call says. But was Swerve- it Sasha Banks? It was not Sasha Banks. <laughs> Swerve rolls out of the way and there's no moral on the call, but no water in the pool. Santos just eats shit. Uh, Swerve gets the advantage here and just like, what is he? Arm wrenches him, pulls the arm out of the socket, essentially. Then the house call kick to the face, climbs up top, Isaiah Swerve Scott hits the 450 splash. One, two, but Santos kicks out. He couldn't believe it. He thought it was his house. He, he gets him up. He gets Santos on the apron at some point. And this is when this match takes a little bit of a weird turn. There's a spot where Santos basically just shoves Swerve enough to kind of send him kind of falling back on the apron, but the story here is Swerve's head is supposed to hit the ring post. Mm. However, the camera shot right in front of Swerve, head on, direct here, showed you that the the post was over there and Swerve was over there. Yeah, this this was a shame because it was a key part of the match. And the match was going really well up to this point. Yeah. But it was just, even just shot at a different angle where it's far enough where you could easily buy but you just you really don't see no he was nowhere near this uh yeah this match was really awesome and then this they they showed you the replay but no one was buying it from this the way so his head was supposed to hit the post and then he's selling it like he's almost unconscious because his back of his head hit the ring post but dude was nowhere that there was nowhere near there mm. they, he was nowhere near there however he's thrown into the ring santos Revealing a new finishing maneuver, not the Phantom Driver, but a butterfly lift. 
into like a knee lift, a face breaker, essentially a butterfly into a one knee face breaker. Reminded me of the Ishimori move he does, mm-hmm. but more of a face breaker. And Escobar pins Swerve, retaining the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. Woo! Yeah, I I really enjoyed this. I thought this was a great match, um, especially after the after the kind of whole interference bit. There were some near falls I really bit on, and it was just nice to see on a takeover. And I think some people might feel a bit weird about the whole run in, but I see this as okay. We're moving two hundred five to this like uh, setting now. We're going to make it feel more NXT and we want to bring characters in that hopefully will kind of make you want to tune into 205, maybe. Definitely. Um, Similarly, like when they've done the UK Championship stuff, it's like trying to highlight, hey, watch that as well. Um, That's what I saw this with, with this Ashanti run-in. I don't really really necessarily see this as a feud that's going to continue on NXT prominently. Yeah. I see it trying to bring interest to the other brand. We hear from Ashanti a little later on. That sounds weird, but because yeah. Ashanti yeah. like the singer. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this was a lot of fun. I really, it's it, it kind of sounds shit to say, but I'm just being honest, is the, the shot of him <laughs> supposing to hit the post, it didn't, he was nowhere near it. it. It's a shame because yeah. it, it's like, you know, a magician doing like a really elaborate trick yeah. and his setup, his like patter, everything's like really cool. And then he fucks up the, like... Is this your card? He fucks up the reveal. And it's like, oh, well, you kind of sold me up until the end. And then you showed me your head didn't really hit that. So, but it's a shame. Like, it's... Realistically, Santos should have just pinned him. Fuck it. You'd be over. Be a dominant champion. Mm. Like, pin him. But uh, the new face breaker move is what pinned him anyways. So I guess that's what it... But yeah, fun Cruiserweight title match. Uh, Swerve has been killing it on NXT TV. Santos and Legado del Fantasma as well. Uh, we were mentioning that there's the, the, the draft in the WWE and there's three guys right there, a, a unit, uh, tag team and a single star of Legado del Fantasma. I feel like those guys could be brought up in the yeah. near future, but yeah, I think I could see them going so up. far. This match really stepped it up. We were like, okay, this takeover is getting pretty good. And we go to our next match, which is a rematch of the the century, really. Of the millennium. Sure. (laughs) So, (laughs) Candice LeRae versus Io Shirai for the NXT Women's Championship. Shirai defending. And we we mentioned a bunch that we went to take over Toronto in our home in our hometown, and we saw Lorray, we saw Shirai in a banger of a match. Everyone raved about that match and how awesome that match was. And here we get the the rematch, the official one-on-one takeovers, women's title on the line rematch. And I'd say I was pretty excited going into this match. Yeah, this was a match I think we thought was going to happen way sooner. Yeah. Um, after that Toronto one, we we kind of everyone was sort of calling for a rematch and it didn't happen. Um, so it's maybe a bit too late for it, but once it was announced, I thought, oh, yeah, I'm very excited for this. Yeah. Part one was great, and now they're, both their characters have kind of changed again <laughs> since then. So I was interested. Yeah, last year, EO was the, Heel. the bad guy. Yeah. And now EO's the good guy in first. Exactly. And EO Shirai, uh, Candice LeRae. Candice is the poison pixie, and she's, she's definitely living up to spooky season. She's got the, the purple lavender hair 
And then like this like cloak type thing. What is she rocking? She's all spooky. She's super spooky. So she started, yeah, wearing the um, wings to the ring anyway. But now yeah. she had like a long kind of like yeah. trench coat going on. So someone in the room joked, oh, she's she's dressing up like a Star Wars character because she's she's wearing a cloak like a, mm. like a Jedi or a Sith Lord. And then she takes off the cloak. And then it's like, no, wait, she is in Star Wars gear because she's she's someone thought she was BB-8. It, I, I can see that. I can see I'm, that. I don't have the name written down it's of what Sabine she was. Sabine Wren, apparently. Sabine Wren. Again, from Star Wars Rebels. So we're guessing Rebel Hearts. Yes. The Garganos. Yes. Yeah. It's great. They're rebels. Yeah. They're a bunch of rebels. Uh, this Rebel Heart. Oh, rest in peace, this Rebel Heart. One day. <laughs> so the Poison Pixie, the Ju- Joshi Judas, Io Shirai, Candice LeRae, women's title. Uh, early on, Io Shirai gets the, the, the one-upman ship here with the handsprings. Always Io Shirai with her handsprings being like, what? Remember that time she messed up though? That was scary. But she hits these handsprings and is like, I can do this all day. Uh, there's sunset flip attempts, then cross bodies. There's this huge, crazy moonsault to the outside from Io Shirai. Just beautiful. Gets Candace in the ring, but eats a backstabber for a two count. There's then this crazy exchange where Io is doing everything she can to keep Candace down and Candace, obviously a Stan Hansen fan, just runs at her with this huge Larry, just crushing her. Uh, eventually goes for her senton, but that's a miss. There's then the standing double stomp followed by the 619 tiger faint kick from Io Shirai. There's then Io who goes for the moonsault, but we were a little confused at what happened here. It's like Io kicks her in midair, but Candice Yeah, kicks- she went for the moonsault and it was, yeah, kicked to the stomach. Okay, yeah. It was almost as if Candice tried to counter, but Io countered the counter. Uh, but then Io does hit the butterfly backbreaker, which then, of course, sets her up for the, 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 the moonsault, but it's blocked. There's then Loray who gets a sit out powerbomb in the corner, but instantly gets hit with the bullet train, the meteora type knees in the corner. This spot was crazy. Io Shirai German suplexes Candace, who then German suplexes Io Shirai and then hits the cabrata, the lion salt, whatever you want to call it. But Shirai kicks out at two. They're both at their feet. And there's this spot where Io Shirai is like about to, it looks like she's just about to fuck her up, drops down and locks in the cross face. Loray is screaming, eventually gets out of that and locks in the Gargano escape, similar to the cross face. And here is where Io Shirai is just selling it. She's screaming, but eventually reaches the ropes. The selling here was great because she kept on like fading out. And then surge back up and try to go for the ropes. I thought it was her selling there was awesome. Yeah, no, it was fantastic. But she eventually does grab the rope. So Candace has to break the hold. Uh, there's then Candace who inadvertently hits the referee. She's kind of, she legit did not try to do this, but the referee kind of goes flying. EO picks up Candace with the air raid crash and then hits the moonsault. But there's. There's like a, I think it's Candace who, who counters it and launches EO, who then knocks the ref over again. Yeah. <laughs> Poor ref. So we're like, what is Poor going guy. on here? Uh, so the ref is down. Candace gets up and locks in this like submission trap arms surfboard type thing, which of course leads to this, I call it a super finisher really, which is Candace LeRae's stomp. This yeah. poison pixie stomp, whatever this thing is, is killer, but there's no referee. To count the pin, but have no fear because Johnny is here. Johnny Gargano runs down to the ring while pulling on, putting on a referee shirt. 
<laughs> not an official WWE referee shirt. It was shirt. either not that or it was inside out or something. It was like a Foot Locker employee it was a, shirt. Yeah. He runs down to the ring. He goes to count the pin for his wife, but he does a fast count like a one, two, but Io Shirai kicks out. Great spot. This was ridiculous. Honestly, it's that, so funny. The fast count and you kick out on the fast count. That was so great. he's like, uh, shit, like my whole plan here isn't working. The real referee gets up. He points at Johnny, like the Spider-Man meme, like, hey, wait, what are you doing in a referee shirt? I'm the referee here. So they're arguing. What I want to know, he, this referee was saying, hey, that's my referee shirt. So I'm like, so ref, are you saying you've got your official WWE wrestling referee shirt, and then you've got a fake one lying around as well? That's my shirt. Because he's, he's you're like, not a that's ref. my shirt. He's like, you're not a ref. You're not a ref. And Johnny's like, no, I'm the ref. But uh, while all this is happening, uh, Candice LeRae is given the title. Johnny slips her the title while he's arguing with the ref. Candice nails EO with the title. Johnny gets out of the ring. The ref turns around, counts the pin, but EO kicks out at two. And she, like, clocks her with this. It sounded yeah. great. Yeah, this is nuts. Candace doesn't know what to do. Johnny is in, just in, he's furious ringside. Candace and EO are going at it again. Candace is setting up EO in the corner for something, but it's EO who hits a Spanish fly off the top rope. I, I believe they did this in their Toronto match as well. Yes, a, they did. Avalanche Spanish fly from Shirai to Candice. EO climbs the top, hits the genius of the sky, the moonsault. EO Shirai pins Candice LeRae to retain the NXT Women's Championship. It's over. What do you think? Um, I, this was ridiculous. <laughs> I... I loved this match. I thought this was great. I think these two, their chemistry is just so, so good. I'm saying it right away, like their their match at Toronto, I preferred. Of course, yes. But this was still like great to watch. They just click so well together. And then you had the Johnny stuff. And I'm like, Ugh, I kind of hate this, but both you and Candice are so good in these roles that I don't hate it as much as I feel I should. And then with the fast count, which I thought was a great spot with EO kicking out like a great high point for her. And then the comeback, I was back into it again, but it was stupid. Oh, right? so stupid. Yeah. Like, my thoughts on this was, was I felt like I don't watch a lot of Raw or SmackDown anymore. I gave up on it a long time. I let you tell me what stuff to cherry pick on the pay-per-views and, but this felt like WWE, but it felt like WWE done right. Yeah. If that makes yeah, sense. Oh, for I sure. feel Completely. silly, but it, it was so stupid. And it's not what I usually like from, but I, I'll already say the Toronto match was better, but this was just really entertaining. The characters are great. I, I mentioned, I like the heel Garganos. I hate when they have dinner at their house, but I like the way that they're, they're operating, the style of their acting and their character. And it made sense for Johnny to try to do this shit. Like realistically, it's hokey, but man, it was really this entertaining. Felt very, this felt very like attitude era, just overbooking, but as I said, done well. I was yeah. entertained by it. Like Austin and Vince and all those people in attitude did all this shit. The match would be always be really good. And then something happens that fucks up. It's, that's wrestling. Yeah. Like, there's always some weird finish. I really enjoyed it. This, this, of course, we're in this like weird pandemic where there really isn't a crowd. And we always kept saying since last 
year at Takeover Toronto with these two, we were like, oh man, imagine these two, like one day we'll mm. like could main event a takeover with this feud, essentially. And this is just another like they'll wrestle again. They're 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 meant to do this forever. I kind of hope so, because I feel their feud has never it ain't over. got to like the levels it could. It's not done um, yet. Like it's not gonna it's they're, over now. They're, I think out but, of everyone there, I think they have the best in ring chemistry with each other in sure, the women's division. Sure. They just work so well. Um, so yeah, I, I'm hoping down the line, but I'm also not calling for it again right away. No, definitely. And I don't think it will happen. I think EO's moving on to something else. Yes. Uh, as De- we're going to lead on to now. Yeah, definitely. So we have EO standing tall in the ring, holding the title. And of course there is this, these, these vignettes leading up to, to NXT takeover tonight with someone or something with, Basically, the night vision goggles and the voices. We're not sure. It's someone who's coming back who was a champion, or we're not sure. But as EO is standing tall in the ring, the Titantron, which is kind of above the ring and in a cool spot, actually, comes on. Hey, guys. It's Tony Storm. (laughs) (laughs) What? Oh, okay. Uh, She says something about people having her head on a swivel. She wants EO's head on a swivel and says that tonight she is announcing that Tony Storm is back in NXT and and I will be turning this place inside out and upside down because it's Tony time. Wow, you were right on cue. It is, in fact, Tony time. So then the screen turns off. EO Shirai has the same reaction as we all have. She's like, okay, cool. Did a grown woman just say it's Tony, Tony time? time? All right, like, all right, cool. Uh, I will hurt you. <laughs> it's better than NXT time. Uh, and then, and then the screen turns green, and then it's a motorcycle. There's a there's someone on a motorcycle who is at full sale and was like, "Fuck! No one told me you're at this, <laughs> the Capitol Wrestling Center. Why the fuck am I here?" They drive over. On their motorcycle to the Capitol Wrestling Center. It's still in the green night vision shot. They get off their motorcycle. They open a back door to full sail. The security should, should have, the security was taken out in that Gargano match. Obviously is why this person was allowed in. EO standing in the middle of the ring now. And out comes someone in like a motorcycle helmet and some motorcycle kind of gear takes off the helmet and it reveals an eclipse. It is Ember Moon returning to NXT, basically having a, a doesn't say anything, but challenging Io Shirai, stepping to our champion, a former champion to the current champion, basically being like, hey, I'm back. Yeah, I think uh, maybe not a massive surprise to a lot. I think people over the week kind of worked out this is who it could be. And a welcome return. I think it... She, it's been unfortunate for her. She she had a good run in NXT, but I also felt she could have gone a bit further with it. And then main roster, she moved up, was kind of forgotten about, and then got injured. So she's been out for a while. I think this could be a great new character in NXT. I also... I, I said this before. I think the women's division's kind of stacked as well. So if she's going for the title right away, I don't know how long her run's going to last. But she's had some great matches in the past, so I'm kind of down for it. Hmm. But I found the whole reveal weird. Yeah, well, never mind that shit, dude. It's Tony time. <laughs> yeah, so th- this is what was weird. Like, you had Tony Storm be like, hi, I'm back. And then Ember Moon was like, hi, I'm back. And I was the surprise I'm back. And 
do you remember when I'm trying to remember who it was, but when they announced uh, The Rock as the guest host for WrestleMania before he did like his big return, and they were hyping it up as someone big, and then someone like shit came out hmm. on the roster and was like, "Oh, it's me," and everyone's like, "Oh, damn." <laughs> And then if you smell what the rock is cooking here right. and you're like, oh, it, they did like a fake return. Yeah. They've done it a few times where you have like the shit return and then the big one. I, I liked it. I liked how they but did it. But it was just like, it's oh, Stone. it's Tony coming back. And then it's like, oh, it's Ember coming back. It wasn't the rock. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, yeah. what I'm getting at. All I know is I think it was last week where I'm like, yeah, there's there was there was hair, there was hair sticking out of the helmet, and you were like, well, yeah, dudes have hair too, but I'm like, no, it's Ember Moon. Apparently, it wasn't even hair; it was her fur that like totally gave away that it was Ember Moon. So it was not Bo Dallas that anyone thought it was Bo Dallas. Did Ember Ember didn't have fur? Ember always wore fur in her gimmick. She was wearing fur right when she came out tonight. She came out in fur tonight. <laughs> yeah, she always wore fur. She thought she was a werewolf at one point. She but she didn't know what she was. Was she a werewolf? She's... Was she a vampire? Did she just wear jeans? I thought she was it's... just someone who really was into astrology and yeah. like all that stuff. She tells me I'm a Leo. Hopefully she figures it. She's a biker. Now she's a biker. <laughs> she also had like face paint on and stuff. She shaved the side of her head as well. Wow. Yeah. Look, um, we're adding Tony Storm. We're adding Ember Moon to the women's division here. The women's division is stacked, but I think these are some names that kind of yeah, make it, it even oh, more it, like nice. Yeah. And maybe we'll see some people move up as well soon. Yeah. I could, I could see um, that. Yeah. Definitely. But yeah. Still women's division in NXT is some of the best in the world. It's Tony time. Yeah. Can't wait. Uh, we have a backstage interview with Ashanti. Yes. Uh, sorry, Diodonis. Yes. Ashanti Diodonis. Uh, he says he's here. He hypes up 205 Live. He says, Santo Escobar, you know, I'm coming for you on 205. 205 is the show you can't miss. He says, Ashanti says, he's. Ashanti the Adonis. Sorry. It's Ashanti the Adonis. Wow. I've been saying the Adonis. Yeah, I was saying that. Ashanti the Adonis. Says, are you ready? Mm-hmm. I'm faster than Amazon delivery. I have an issue with this. Okay. He says he's faster than Amazon delivery. He didn't say I'm faster than Amazon Prime. Therefore, he ain't that fast. He's like saying I'm faster than the G1 English commentary being uploaded. <laughs> but I'm not as fast as Amazon Prime. Yeah. Yeah. He said his swag is on 1000 and he's dripping, he's dripping, he's dripping, and he's going to make 205 the ritual. Uh, he goes on. This was, this was a fun Twitter, uh, sorry, Twitter. This was a fun promo, even if you weren't sure exactly what he was saying. Uh, I thought it was great. I, I don't really know much about this guy. I've seen him job out a bunch on, on Wednesdays, but he came out of the gate here. Like, I didn't really understand the run in because there wasn't really a relation there yet, but. The promo here, he was just hyped. So I was like, no, yeah, I, th- right. I, I thought it was great. It's a great get advert, some characters as you over. Said, yeah, like, try and like actually get some eyes on two hundred five as well, and have have two hundred five be like NXT SmackDown. You know, yeah, like if they're mini, that's like, exactly what they're. That's doing how here. it should be. Yeah, and that's exactly. I think what that's doing. where they're trying to push it. Yeah, no, this was fine. Uh, not sure who he was really before we've seen him, but he's changed his name too. I mean, yeah, yeah. he was Tahuti. He was Tahuti Miles, who was one of these guys. Tahuti. Like, uh, who's the other one? Denzel Dejanet. Tahuti and the Blowfish? Who just, like, during, uh, the initial lockdown, they were some of the guys wrestling, like, every week on every show. 
I, so yeah, he was. Him. He was. So and, and now he's 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 coming out here. He yeah. was pretty swagged out. I liked it. He says, watch 205 Live. If you want to hear thoughts on 205 Live for free, you can listen to Shot in the Dark. Because now we're going to make him make, definitely has to watch. We have to make Sino watch. He does. Like, well, he, he watches everything. No, but now. You he, don't listen to it. No, no, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have time to watch all that wrestling, but John Sino does. He'll definitely be talking about Ashanti. And, uh, <laughs> patreon.com forward slash up next shot in the dark every it's free. Wednesday. It's for free. free. You don't need it's to subscribe free. to us. You can hate us. Just listen to that. <laughs> Just listen to John yeah. Sino. Let's go to our main event of Takeover 31. It's the moment we've all been waiting for. Let's do it. Let's go into it. Kyle O'Reilly challenging NXT world champion Finn Balor for the title main event. Cool Kyle on his own. We hear the suspenseful WWE heartbeat music. Do, 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 do. We see Kyle and the boys backstage. May I ask you something? Was Bobby Fish there? Yes, he was. He was. He was, he there. was there. He said, nothing's going to happen. Come on, Kyle! <laughs> <laughs> he did. He did. In, in our, even if he didn't, he, he did in our hearts. <laughs> Undisputed Era are here. They're, they're, they're hugging it out. They're like, hey, Kyle, you've got this. Kyle O'Reilly comes down to the ring. He's ready. He's got his main event hair. Finn Balor, we hear, we kind of have the same thing, except he doesn't have any boys backstage. He's just wearing his leather jacket. He just looked at the camera. He was like, he's like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> and Finn Balor comes out down to the ring. Hey, I wonder if Finn's going to dress up as the demon on Halloween. Would make sense, right? I think he's over it. I don't think but it would be his Halloween car. He look yeah. our main event Finn. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah. He should, shouldn't he? Halloween Havoc. Yeah, against Dexter Havoc. Loomis. That's going to be the main event. Book it. Couldn't wait. Didn't Dexter Loomis show up? We... No, that was. For oh yeah. Time. Sorry. Whoops. Spoilers. Jeez. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's go. Kyle O'Reilly, Finn Balor, and this is I said it earlier. A dream match. This is Kyle O'Reilly, one half of Red Dragon, a quarter of Undisputed Era, and this guy. He's been doing it for a long time, but he's always been in the tag team ever since being signed to WWE. I've always known him as a tag team wrestler. We have done some so many great shows on our Patreon, patreon.com slash up next, where we talked about New Japan and some of the best of the Super Juniors. And we talked about Kyle. We talked about Kushida, that epic match. Kyle can do it on his own. And oh, yeah. that's that's the story leading into this match. And I said it last week on Up Next that this is the most hyped I've been for a takeover match simply because they've instantly created a star like from just taking a guy from a tag team and making the story like i mean not just a tag no, team it's undisputed yeah, era, it's era. Who are, like such a main event act and i think it's i'd say the same for someone something like the new day where i think you could move someone into a main event whenever right. you wanted and people would just be so behind them but you're right he was the tag team within undisputed era and i think for people that have followed his the rest of his career knows this is what we should be seeing so it's exciting but for other people it might just be like oh cool that's the tag guy from undisputed era getting a shot the lead up to this match that they did the past few weeks with the video is pretty much like kyle was always chasing finn balor it's not not actually but in the career like finn had moved away from japan and then kyle would be there and 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 going forward and, and now they've kind of meet here and yeah it's a it's a dream match here and uh 
we I, I mentioned when will the USA chance start in this <laughs> match, even though there was only crowd of WWE people and Thunderdome, but a Canadian and an Irishman walk into the Capitol Wrestling Center, and this is what happens. NXT title on the line, and we start off here. Great introductions, by the way. The the ring announcer tonight with the epic shot and the had the it was the, from the the ring the ro- the, the Randy the versus Edge match. Oh yeah, the, the yeah, retractable. The mic, yeah. So this could be the greatest wrestling match ever, is what it you're saying. Be, yeah. So it might be. So Kyle O'Reilly and Finn Balor they start off, and as you expected, there's a lot of chain wrestling, a lot of mat wrestling, and Kyle O'Reilly is oh so smooth. He is like butter here, working all the different technical wrestling holds, side slams, all this stuff. The takedowns Kyle O'Reilly is doing are great. His classic running knee to the gut of Finn Balor. Uh, Balor hits a drop kick to the face, and I mean to the face mm. of Finn Balor at one point here. Uh, there's a spot where Finn now is working the arm, showing his technical wrestling side, and Finn Balor has Kyle in some sort of arm bar position, and starts to air guitar on Kyle's arm. And this is when I lost it. I started <laughs> screaming at my TV. Oh my God. So Finn Balor instantly, Finn Balor is the baby face, but Kyle is also the baby face. But Kyle's always been the heel, but Kyle's also been the funny guy in Undisputed Era. As yeah. Beth calls, he was the jokester in Undisputed Era. But here I'm kind of already getting this turn that who we're supposed to cheer for is definitely not the guy making fun of Kyle's amazing air guitar. So I hate Finn Balor now, is what I got out of that spot, and I loved it. Uh, so Finn is working on him, um, starts to hit a series of chest corner to corner, and Kyle's chest is red. It is lit up. They then go back and forth with different strikes. Kyle is just a machine. There's a butterfly suplex, slams him down, rolls him around, another double underhook, and then eventually like DDTs Finn, which is just crazy. Uh, there's then... Kyle, who's like slapping Finn, Finn slapping him back, and then Finn does this like side spin kick to the gut. Yes. And this is where the match changes. This, the the match up to this point was great. It was such just like, like, chain wrestling, just submissions and cools, like, just both so even the yeah, whole time. Yeah, definitely. And then they started speeding up and doing these strike exchanges, and we had this... Was it a spin kick? It's like a gut? side spin kick. Yeah, and the way Kyle sold, sold it, it he was like... He goes to hit him and then just drops because he winces in He's winded. Pain. Like, yeah. he's got no, like, gas in him. Like, it's all being kicked out of him. And I love when someone sells and you, you question it. You go, oh, is, is this part of the match? Or, like, is he hurt? Because Finn was holding back and then went for him and... It was Drake Younger, wasn't it? The ref. Yeah, yeah. This one is like pulling him back. And then Finn's like, "Fuck this!" Oh, isn't it Carl again? Machine Gun Carl Anderson Jr. The ref. Yes, sorry, Machine Gun Carl Jr. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) He looks like him. Um, but yeah. So this moment that it sucked me in, and then this started kind of the turn for Finn. I would say. Yeah, definitely. This was the spot. So it's it's. It's Kyle who's like selling like, I don't know, his like liver, his kidney is like, oh God, like you hit me somewhere where I even tried to get up and I, and I dropped down and I couldn't continue. But then he does continue. He gets up and he's like, all right, all right, I got this. So he's selling that he's still hurt, but now Finn is taking advantage of it. He's being a complete ass. So he is being the bad guy here. He's beating down. He's kicking him. Uh, at one point, Kyle looks like he's going for a regal plex. Finn gets out of it and beats him down. And then a few minutes later, Kyle comes back with a beautiful, regal 
plex with the bridge with and the everything. Bridge well. What even is a regal plex? You suplex the guy from like lifting him over. Like it's crazy. It's awesome. But Finn kicks out. Finn gets to his feet, runs at him with Finn blades. I'll call them. And then runs for another one, but gets drop kicked into the knee. There's abdominal stretches. So yeah, he was going for the, he did the sling blade and went for his John Woo, which yeah. is always the setup for the coup de gras. But Kyle scouts it and just drop kicks him hard in the knee. It's crazy. They're going back and forth. And now we see Kyle O'Reilly is bleeding from the mouth. Hardway. The YouTube chat room was going off about wanting to see Hardway blood in this match. They got their, their they, wish. They here. got their fair share Sick with it. Sick fucks. Uh, so there's, there's blood in Kyle's mouth. And this, again, I told you, Finn air guitaring Kyle, Kyle's arm. Heel move. Kicking him in the gut and continuing to beat down on him, being a dick. Heel move. But what's worse than putting a Canadian in a sharpshooter? What a dick. He got a sharpshooter on Kyle. Kyle eventually gets out of it. But we see the shot here. Very reminiscent. I'm getting Bret Hart Stone Cold vibes because he's in the sharpshooter and his mouth is bleeding. But the mouth is the, the blood is kind of wiped around his mouth. Kyle looked like the Joker. He did, yeah. Um, Why you, so you've serious? got to think like if you know you're bleeding from the mouth, you're gonna make want to make that look as cool as possible, right? Yeah. And you hope the camera guy does his job. And Kyle definitely like milked this blood for all it's worth. I'd look, say. Look, so this shot is epic. Uh, just bleeding from the mouth here, and again he, he breaks the sharp shirt. He be- he continues to beat down on Kyle, and Kyle is just like there's blood on his face. He's dead. Finn and him are in another strike exchange on their feet. Finn Balor hits the Pele kick, sending Kyle into the ropes, the bottom rope. But Kyle bounces back, kind of similar to the lunatic lariat, but I'm calling it the cool Kyle lariat because he comes back and hits it. Cool Kyle clothesline. Oh, the cool Kyle clothesline. It, this spot is fucking sick. He gets hit with the Pele, drops into the ropes because I hated when that move was the lunatic thing. Because why would a guy do that? It doesn't yeah. make it. It looks dumb. This one looked so real. This is a boxing fight where a guy gets dropped into the bottom rope, but somehow just gets up and yeah. hits you with everything he's got. Crazy spot. They both are down. The the piped-in audio is doing fight forever. This is awesome chance. They both get to their feet. There's another slap exchange, and Kyle hits a brain buster. He's not quite chasing the dragon, but he hits that. He hits in. He locks in an arm bar after that. It's chaos. Finn eventually gets locks, like slides out of the armbar while Kyle now is almost in a ball and then just starts to stomp on his head. Finn is just stomping his head in, hits the reverse bloody Sunday, but Kyle kicks out at two. This match is wicked. Finn now is pissed off. He goes on the offense, but Kyle strikes him, gets Finn tangled in the ropes and hits a flying knee off the top to Finn. Then another flying knee off the top rope to, to Finn's knee. And then locks in the Kyle O'Reilly knee bar here. And Finn is screaming in agony. He's trying to get out of it. He's trying to kick Kyle with the other foot. Kyle grabs the other foot and locks in some sort of what ankle lock. What is even, what so is he, this? He went from the knee bar to one leg and then he felt Finn like trying to counter it. So he just twisted and got the other one in a different it's all like hold. a twist. It was still a knee bar, but like hooking the ankle as well looked great. It was twists and turns, but all these knee submissions, it's crazy. Uh, Finn is like screaming in agony. This is, we talked about some great selling from Io Shirai earlier, but the selling of Finn here, you believed he was about to tap out from the knee injury here, but he finally gets 
to the ropes. And then Finn almost like mocking Kyle earlier where Kyle went to hit him, but was selling the, the, the gut shot. Finn gets up and almost goes to hit him, but then drops down selling the knee. Kyle takes a pause, but then goes in, but it's Finn suckering him in, does a standing double stomp. He was nowhere near him when mm. he hit that, you know, like the standing stomp. Oh, he yeah. was like over there. It was, oh, it was I, the counters a German, right? No, I screamed it. Yeah. It was the counters. Yeah. German. So he goes and stomps him, but Kyle gets up and German suplexes Finn, who then like eats the German, gets up and stomps him. It was like Mario on the, the, yeah, the mushroom. Yeah, and he leapt. Wow. Like I screamed in the what's wrong on this bit. Kyle is laid out from that. Finn, who's... Ne- the, it cuts to Finn, who looks like he's dead. He got in the worst car accident. Finn is now bleeding from the mouth. He looks like a vampire. He looks like a gargoyle. He's just blood everywhere. Finn, dragging his own lifeless body, climbs to the top rope. Finn Balor jumps off with the double stomp, the coup de gras. The NXT champion pins Kyle O'Reilly, remaining NXT champion. Wow. This this match was fantastic. Um, wow. So in the room, we were kind of going, does this go over or under 30? And it kind of, it flew by that we were going, someone checked the time and it was like, oh, we're at 25 minutes. And it's like, oh, this is definitely going over yeah. 30 and then it finished and we were like oh that that seemed kind of sudden but i also loved it because i came out of that match wanting to see more sure like i that felt like part 1 i thought they gelled so well it was such a different match to we've seen as main events at takeover it didn't feel like the over produced Shawn michaels style we've said like we've kind of got used to. But this is Shawn Michaels' secret weapon, he said. <laughs> but this this felt completely different. Yes. I thought the chemistry was so good. I am a bit worried because Finn looked fucked up at the end. Yeah. Um, like his mouth was swollen. He was... It looked like he couldn't open his mouth. He was just spitting blood. And then his shoulder as well, because Kyle... Like, they did the sign of respect at the end of the match. Code of honor. They did the code of honor. They shook hands. And Kyle went to, like, raise his arm. And Finn very quickly pulled it away. Oh, Which no. looked like maybe his shoulders fucked up. Uh, I'm seeing from, like, our YouTube chat that... Um, Triple H, yeah. And, uh, both... Yeah, Triple H said both are being... Um, uh, Kyle O'Reilly is being medically evaluated. And Finn's having his jaw x-rayed. Jeez. So, yeah, wow. uh, obviously not good because this title was being vacated very recently as well. Yeah. Uh, broken jaw, if that is the case, not a good thing. But we don't know. Maybe it's just like, maybe it looks worse than it is. But, um, yeah, it, it looked pretty It nasty. was a knee to the face. It was, it was a, a knee in the corner. It was a knee in the corner. Yeah. And you, you could see, you could see it really rocked Finn because he, he did not look happy. And his his cheek um, looks very swollen there. Yeah, we're, we're looking at a pitch right now. I'm looking at a picture. It of looks him with like the he's got marbles in his mouth. You he know? couldn't put the title on. I mean, the ref was putting the title around him, and he looked like he had marbles in his mouth. He definitely looks like he lost his marbles, but he didn't lose the NXT title. Is the NXT title cursed? Recently, two yeah. pay per views in a row. Hopefully, uh, again, we're recording this right after this show aired, so we don't know the injury updates of this. But uh, but hell of a match! Holy that shit! That aside, wow! Uh, one of my favorite matches I've seen. It this I I'm watching so much G1 at the moment. 
Yeah. This felt like a G1 match. It was 100%. like this 30 minute sprint. Like it, it just didn't stop. It didn't let up. It was so hard hitting. Um, Kyla Riley, you've sold like anyone who wasn't a believer beforehand. I'd say this match did it. Uh, I really want to see this match again. Yeah, you want to see a rematch. I want to right? see a rematch. Look, I mean, we don't know if who's injured and who's not, but uh, imagine you could create a whole rivalry. You could create a whole, you know, a, a few, a next, a, another pay per view headlining for sure. But this, uh, this was one of Finn my Balor's best match in WWE, as hands well. down. Maybe my favorite Finn Balor match I've ever seen. I've yeah. watched some good stuff. I really liked him as Devitt, but this since coming to WWE, he hasn't really had like the the match. This was the match. This was one of my favorite NXT matches I've ever seen. Uh, the pandemic really put a damper on not only uh, all of our lives and the world, but on pro wrestling. Our, our, our escape is pro wrestling. And wrestling WWE really hasn't had that, that hit for me. But this has. this was the match that definitely fulfilled it for me. I got my wrestling out of this match. Man, Finn Balor and Kyle Riley definitely delivered and to to all those people who are like oh they're putting the tag team guy in the main event this to nxt really lost it this time around it's like no you you missed out this was fantastic um one of my maybe match of the year contender definitely this is one of the best wwe matches i've ever seen uh kyle o'reilly is money and the people who were telling you that when he was in the indies and ring of honor and when i would pay five bucks to go see him at smash wrestling Look at this guy. He's killing it. And this was a dream match. They didn't overhype it as a dream match. And that was what made it even better. But wow, did they deliver. I Holy say, shit. I think, and this isn't like a cool thing to say in recent years. WWE as a whole has quietly been pretty good the last few months. Like, pay-per-view wise. I, And especially considering the circumstances we're in. Like I loved SummerSlam, I love Payback, and I love this. I hey, thought, maybe the Thunderdome and or the Capitol Wrestling Center, the fake crowd, the maybe, fake something. Maybe like, there is something about that, but um, yeah, like I I love this match. Um, I really love this match, and I know I I know a lot of people who don't watch week to week NXT uh, watch the takeovers, but like if you didn't definitely watch this match, this is a match of the year contender, and I agree with you. I would definitely want to see this. A rematch down the line, especially. I don't want to wish injury on anyone, but especially, you know, he got rocked. He was, both of them were bleeding. Both, both like went hard. This is like, this is definitely something you can go back to time later. You don't need to go back to it right now. Yeah. Oh, I, I think the rematch, I'm not necessarily looking for a next takeover and the takeover after. Um, like I'm talking, like I'd see this in a year from now, you know, like build to it again because. Kind of similar to the Io Shirai, Candice LeRae one. It got such good buzz first time round where it's like, cool, we can do that another time. Yeah, no, um, I, I, I really enjoyed this 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 match. Uh, I, I know I, I was uh, critiquing a bit of the Gargano and Priest match. I thought it, it felt like a good NXT TV match. Uh, Kushida and Doc Brown. That felt like a really good TV match as well. I, I mostly it was Kushida with the finish in that match for me. Um, and then the cruiserweight title match really delivered. It had the weird finish. It was still a good match, but we were like, ah, you could say the same thing for Candice LeRae and Io Shirai. Good match, weird kind of finish yeah. there. But wow, did this main event save? Not, I don't want to say save. This 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 takeover was really good, but this match was chef's kiss. I thought I thought this show was really good. Yeah, um, best so, best some- show since. 
pandemic. I think the best best takeover yeah. since pandemic. I think um, so. Yeah, definitely. I like there were some like weird storyline things, and part of me we're gonna get to one more in just a second. Yeah. Um, part of me thinks they're trying to, they maybe realize people watch the takeovers. Like, I have so many friends. We have so many listeners who just watch the takeovers yeah. and don't watch the TV. And maybe they thought, okay, we know we have eyes. Maybe we should do some storyline things that might get those people to watch the TV as well. You know, rather sure. than takeovers of past, for the most part, we've had angles before, but for the most part are just some really good matches. And you go, that was a great show, but... Maybe you're not as pulled in to watch the See, TV. But as a Maybe re- it's their thinking. Like, I know for us, we... It's the opposite. It's the opposite. We we don't want that shit because we're watching every week. But they kind of know that, yeah. well, we've got them anyway. You so know? what you're referring to is this match happened and Finn Balor retains. He's bleeding. Kyle's bleeding. And as Finn is celebrating, as Kyle's kind of standing in the ring, they do shake hands after, like you mentioned. Yeah. Kyle and Finn shake hands. Ridge Holland... Some of, someone just went, who? Ridge Holland, the, the, the newcomer here in NXT from the UK, the, the football, the football guy, the rugby player. Rugby player. He comes out with Adam Cole on his shoulders and then throws the just body. Yeah. Just throws him and then walks away. And then the Undisputed Era guys come down and they all like, are like, Adam, you okay? And he's all like beat up. He's like, ah, oh, shit, I'm beat up. And that's the end of TakeOver. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know what that was about, but... uh Yeah, really... Really weird. Really weird end. Um Like, Hansi in the room says, I think, um, I think Ridge Holland caught wind of some shady shit and stopped Cole from costing O'Reilly the match. <laughs> so Ridge is the so, good guy stopping Cole. I don't Cole. know, maybe... But Kyle like, didn't win anyways. <laughs> Yeah, it's <laughs> what an angle that would be. This, that's too met. That's too weird. This was kind of it. It was this a was, shame. It was a shame. This was the end. This was the end but of the I show. I think I think they were just trying to hook people to come back, and unfortunately, it, it kind of did the opposite. What a shit go, hook! Oh, Ridge Holland like took <laughs> so out. So he Adam beat Cole. up Adam Cole. Maybe you should just air that this Wednesday. Like, Wednesday. If it was Brock Lesnar dropping Adam Cole in, you might be like, okay, you've got me. But Fridge... It's the Fridge Holland. Fridge Holland? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, someone in the YouTube chat says Ridge is going to be Finn's heavy. Maybe maybe Ridge stopped Adam from helping Cole. Like, you know what I mean? You know, yeah. there's some, you know, who, you know, you know, maybe. Yeah, there's there's something to that. There's some merit to that. Uh, but overall, uh, I, I, I really enjoyed this takeover. I thought it was a lot of fun. I love the Capital Wrestling Center, CWC. Um... But this main event was a knockout. Um, all the stars. Like, yeah, like I, that says a song. I, I really enjoyed the show yeah. and this match more than delivered. Yeah, definitely. And I want to see it again. We need to see more cool Kyle in main events. Oh, so yeah. So we need to see. Hey, that's what we thought of TakeOver 31. Hear it up next. We do do a weekly NXT show. And after we talk about NXT, we go to forum.postwrestling.com and we will read your feedback here on the show, it's free to join up in the post wrestling universe. I'm going to read the first one. Lloyd sold out. Lloyd sold out. Daniel Lloyd. He does our eight uh, bit music and themes. Beta club field trip. He says, "Who?" He says, "Sorry, was really pulling for cool Kyle. Who is Ridge Holland? 
Who is Ashante Adonis? <laughs> was it just me or was the crowd noise distracting through the whole show? The piped-in audio was a wall of sound and the plastic barricade banging was too loud. I miss Morrow saying things like, Johnny Gargano is atop the ladder reaching for the title, feeling a lot like Skilo right now because he wishes he was a little bit taller. XOXO. Wow. Yeah, great, great, great one there. Um... I understand. I understand that because, yeah, who is Ridge Holland? And I watch this show every week. I watch Ashante, uh, the Adonis, and it still left me going, oh, okay. Yeah, but like, how do you make guys? You've got to pull the trigger on these people sometimes. I guess. And we're saying that now and hopefully, like, down the line, like, it's NXT. It's the guys we want to promote. We want to get these nobodies into somebodies, you know? That's what NXT is about. The YouTube chat uh, think that Ridge Holland has great style. Yeah. They liked his suit. They he does. It. He does. He has a great tackle in rugby as well. So We go to Scrump. Bang, bang. What is up, you guys? <laughs> I started late, so I only saw the last two matches. The women's match I thought was just okay. I was there live with you all for the first one, and that was always going to be hard to live up to. The Johnny spot was dumb considering Candice wasn't going to win, but Tony and Ember coming back is exciting. Big Tony fan. Finn versus Kyle was incredible. Where was this Finn on the main roster? Kyle proved he could hang with the best of them, and I'm hoping we get some sort of rematch at Halloween Havoc, as these two had really good chemistry. I'm confused by the Fridge spot at the end, (laughs) and hope that it isn't Cole and Fridge working together. He says Ridge, but... (laughs) Even worse would be Fridge replacing Kyle in UE. Oh, God. Take care, lads, and more chest hair from David. Oh, God. Oh, taco meat. Um, yes. So he thinks Ridge, fuck, Ridge is going to take Kyle's spot? No, no. I think he's, I think he's Finn's heavy. I can don't, he do, can he do the pose? I don't know. Can you? <laughs> can yeah. you do the, un- without looking, can anyone do the Undisputed Era pose in, in that fast? <laughs> I don't even think the boys can do it that fast. They're always like, They're always like okay, what, do you do There's it like definitely that? Bobby backstage. Bobby is definitely, like, that's what I was thinking. How do we do this? I could believe Kyle, Roddy, and Cole can all do it, the, the hand signal like that, but well, it's Roddy always... came in later. He's like, all right, guys, all right, it's, all right it's like Roddy, this. sit down. You got it. Like that. Yeah, right. Uh, we go to Ben from Vancouver. Great show, and the main event was one of the best matches in NXT history. The only downside was the commentary, which Morrow was missed. Solid opener with the right guy going over. Kushida Dream was solid, but a bit long. Love the Cruiserweight match. Some amazing near falls to me and one of the best Cruiserweight matches ever. Enjoyed Lorray and Io, but the finish was way too overbooked and took away from the match. Good to see Storm and Moon back in NXT, though. Main event was amazing. Hardway, blood, stiff shots, and it was all... This is Ben in the chat who wanted the blood. So this oh, is the right. bloodthirsty Ben over here. Uh, he says, I would have had Kyle go over, but it was still great. Kyle is a BC legend, so it's unreal for me to see a guy I saw in front of 50 people kill it on the WWE Network. Long overdue for him, and I expect many more big things coming. P.S. Chat room was lit. <laughs> 8 out of 10 show. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Ben. We go to Crooked Ladder 9. Despite a trun- te- uh, truncated build... Several cold matches and a return to the performance center. NXT TakeOver 31 wound up over-delivering. The new set looked so cool. The main event was a clinic and it made abundantly clear about how good Kyle O'Reilly is as a singles wrestler. I was holding my breath for the ending, but it threw a curveball with Ridge Holland attacking Adam Cole. It appeared the undisputed schism will have to wait. 
Swerve Escobar was awesome. Kushida looked like a killer against Velveteen Dream and Io Shirai. Candice LeRae made overbooking work for them. The return of Ember Moon and the impending arrival of Tony Storm is a testament to NXT doing the Lord's work with women's wrestling. Exciting times lie ahead. Eight Asai Moonsaults out of ten. And we go to Mystery. Hiya. KOR versus Balor was great. Best match on the card by a wide margin. Lorray Shirai tonight was pretty underwhelming. I felt like it flowed nicely whenever EO was in control, but I grinded to a halt whenever Candice got control. It was also incredibly overbooked. That being said, Johnny throwing a complete tenter, temper tr- tantrum when EO kicked out of the belt shot was amazing. He tweeted out shortly after the show that things needed to change, and Candice mentioned that she's always the Padawan, never the Jedi. Do you see them turning face? No, I think that tweet just answered our question talking about Padawans being NXT, Jedi being main roster. Uh, continuing Mystery says, Excited for Ember Moon's return, not so much for Tony, since she's the most inconsistent performer in the NXT women's division. Overall, pretty good show, all things considered. Not the strongest takeover ever, ever but definitely a real easy watch. We go to Mike Hogan. All right, mates. Good show tonight. The card was lacking for me going in, but it did manage to deliver. I wasn't too fussed on the opener, but it wasn't bad. The less focused on the second match, the better, but I'm glad Kushida looked strong and can move onwards. Cruiserweight and women's matches were good, but I really want to talk about the main event. Even if the rest was rubbish, this probably would have saved the show. This was stiff as fuck, paced perfectly, excellent selling from both men. It might be the best match of the COVID era. Excited for Halloween Havoc, the women's division received a shake-up tonight and I'm sure the draft will shake things up further. What was that Ridge Holland ending about, though? Almost forgot about it. Bizarre stuff. Why did he come with Cole from one direction and knew he came from another? If Ridge Holland is shoved into this UE breakup angle, can you think of a bigger example of a square peg being shoved into a round hole? No. You can't. (laughs) (laughs) We go to our last bit of feedback. Thank you, Mike Hogan, who uh, was messaging me during our watch along asking if I still was down to go to LA next year, even though Mania is (laughs) not happening. I'll think about it. Uh, we go to our last one, RX Havoc, who says, Love the new mini Thunderdome look and feel, although it's weird not having the virtual fans on the hard cam side when they show that. I much prefer the lighting over Full Cell. I always felt it was too darkened, and this makes it feel bigger. What was with the fake Beth and Wade? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Sasha so Banks? you realize fake Wade looked so like Wade that no one was asking about Wade. Wait, Wade wasn't there? That wasn't Wade Barrett. That wasn't Wade no, Barrett? Oh that's my. how good fake Wade I'm afraid I got some bad news. <laughs> Jeez, that looked like Wade. Wait, so wait. So it was fake Wade. Yeah. Vic Joseph in the middle calling commentary. And Sasha Banks. And Sasha Banks. Whoa, that's so weird. Uh, Havoc continues here. My 13-year-old son pointed out that they could have at least found a blonde to stand in for Beth. LOL. He continues, Dreams Doc Brown was a nice touch. Props to you guys for calling the NXT Halloween Havoc weeks ago. Yeah, I think we said that they were going to. Like, why wouldn't they do that? Uh, Escobar's theme is money. Great match. Glad to see he retained. The big match feeling announcing for the main event was cool, but why not do it for all the titles? Love the champions entering last and the cage drop music leading into the entrances. I still have conter- concerns about Vic's ability to give us big match calls. Yeah, I liked uh, Wade Barrett in, in all the calls. Although I'm pretty sure Wade compared Damian Priest to Michael Jordan. Someone needs to talk to him about that. But other than that, I thought Wade was pretty good. 
Uh, I thought Wade was good. I think Beth was better. He seemed to be a bit more knowledgeable about NXT during this call. Sorry, no, Vic. Oh, Vic, Um, I thought Vic, because that was a criticism we've had, like where he didn't really know the names of people's moves and that kind of thing. He seemed to have done his homework for this. Um, He's no Moro, and to some people that's a good thing. Other people, it's not for like me, and I know Braden, we love those like epic calls. Uh, Wade but, has slid in here properly. But He's I thought nice. Vic did a good job, uh, like leading, and I think Wade is a great replacement for Nigel. I thought I, I don't want to say this was an easy match for them to call, but like there was excitement throughout the whole thing. Sure. So I think Absolutely. it maybe would have helped, but. I I know I've I've kind of shat on Vic Joseph before because I kind of find him I kind of he's dull, mm. but in I didn't I didn't notice him being bad. So no, that's no, not that he, means he's, he's definitely good. improved. Yeah, with this. So, he definitely yeah, improved with this. One. Definitely. Uh, and, and and for some people would love that to not notice commentary in a match and just be like some people like it like just to like assist. You know, definitely. Um, I, I prefer kind of the more bombastic like. Classic JR, Moro Ronaldo calls. But also, it says here that this is the first time RX Havoc has posted, and let's welcome them to our community. So I guess he's a... Is he a long time first time? Wow, we haven't had one of those in a while. No, Thank not you, a RX takeover Havoc. night. Yes, after Up Next every Wednesday, and of course after our takeover on the post-wrestling forum, we post up and you can write in and we will read it here tonight. You can also follow Up Next on Twitter at Up Next Podcast. And of course, on our Facebook, Up Next Podcast and the group. Join the group. It's where it all goes down. If you think the chat was fire, mm. the group is even more fire. Uh, thank you for listening and supporting. Like we mentioned, we will be doing a Halloween Havoc. Watch along. Watch along. Take party. Up, like, something. Show, who knows? Fancy dress. All that stuff. Karaoke. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> we do up next every Wednesday. We record Wednesday night live on our YouTube, the podcast, of course. Search up next, UPNXT, wherever you find your podcasts. And we do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash up next for $5 a month. You get access to all the extra shows that we do. Every Thursday, we do Up Nextra, covering AEW Dynamite and NXT. We talk about the ratings. We talk about which match of the night, all that stuff, but while reviewing AEW Dynamite. We also do a show where we go back in time and watch old NXT, Was Next. We finally finished 2012. We have. In our Was yeah. Next. Yeah. It's monumentous. <laughs> we've, we've done the first year of full set. We crowned our first champion. We've crowned Seth our first Rollins. champion. Yeah. So we do that show uh, every few weeks. We talk about some old NXT. We go by week. So we just finished the last episode, the last two episodes of NXT from 2012. We also have a show called Up Yours, where if you're crazy enough to support the BDE even more and become a world champion, which gets you all the shows and other stuff, you get to pick something and come on. So for that show, we've recorded some crazy reviews, including uh, Freddy Got Fingered with Wei Ting, uh, Back to the Future we just did. We did The Room. We just did some Twilight Zone. It's spooky season. It's one of my favorite episodes. Yeah. We, I really enjoyed this We one. went back and watched four classic hand-picked episodes by world champ Chris Leone, who, who picked these epic Twilight Zone episodes. We just did all that in, in review as well. But it's oh, and I come in peace with Brandon from New Jersey. Oh, of course, as he's just reminded yeah, us. Yeah, in the of, room. of course, I come in peace. What a great 
But we do some crazy picks because some of our patrons pick some crazy stuff. But also we do best match ever where we go back and we dissect all the different matches and all sorts of stuff. We will be doing a G1 2020 best match ever. We randomly did a G1 2016 voted by our Facebook page, which was up on the Patreon a few weeks ago. So we are in G1 season. But we do also all the other reviews. We do post shows of AEW pay-per-views and WWE pay-per-views and and all sorts of stuff. But Five dollars a month, North American champion tier on the Patreon, patreon.com slash up next for all the podcasts we do. Our weeks are crazy. Our weeks are stacked. We have our Batman series, which is out for free on the up next free feed. We got so many things. I'm excited for, uh, we're doing a retro Halloween Havoc just this week. We didn't Halloween even have 1993 yeah. Evil Dead coming up next week. What? Yeah. Yeah. Our Patreon. If you thought the chat was fire, Patreon's even fire. Five bucks is all it takes to support the BDE and get all those shows and every show we've done in the back catalog. Everything. All the shows. So go support us. But thank you for listening and supporting us. Uh, did I miss anything? I think you've said everything about three times. All right, good. I'm just making sure. I'm making sure. I'm banging it out. I'm banging it out. Uh, we're going to go rewatch Finn Balor versus Kyle Riley like eight times, and I hope you do too. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for supporting. I can't wait to be in your ears again very soon. Take care. Goodbye. And even though Cool Kyle didn't win, it's okay. Kyle didn't win? But we're pouring the wine anyways. To, to Kyle. To Kyle. Drink, drinking some Canadian wine. Mm. For Kyle. Ahoy! Right here in your neighborhood. Here's a little tale about hard-to-recycle plastics. Their destinies were changed. Their new lives are fantastic. What once was trash can live on as new things with a program that complements your regular recycling. Because plastics can be so much more. Give this trash the second chance it was hoping hard-to-recycle plastics can be so much more. Participate in the Hefty Energy Bag program happening in your neighborhood today. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen, but Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses, or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt, especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply.